Corey, and I'm here with our general manager talking about the Day of Atonement. Anytime you hear, pretty much, pretty much anytime you hear our general manager. <laughs> it's either and, Victory Partner Day yeah, or Feast, right? Yes, or something on the biblical calendar. So you're going to be back on Monday, too. I am, because Tuesday is the beginning of the Feast of Tabernacles. Monday night, technically, and you'll have that for seven days or eight days. And uh, so one more day of teaching, and then we'll take a little break for a while, which is nice. Well, I think it's really important, though, to understand all of these, because that's why we call it, you know, a, a day of just teaching, because a lot of us have never really studied this out, like what does the Day of Atonement really look like, you know, to celebrate or observe. Sure, and, you know, and when you grow up without these things, uh, we miss a part of Jesus. We actually were void of a part of our walk with God and it's not complete and you know there's something missing but you may not know what it is or how to relate to him in that way and this is something that's eternal these will never go away I always laugh because we always people say you know I'm looking forward to going to heaven and heaven is just like that long it's just and you're done it's the new earth there's a new heavens a new earth Jesus will mm -hmm. reign in the new Jerusalem on the new earth and if you are on the new earth, then you will be observing all of these with Jesus uh, in person. So, you know, it's it's a good thing to learn to understand that these were something he created, not just for some temporary thing for the Jews, that uh, just, just a shadow, but that there's so much more to it, that these things mean so much to him, mm. that these things are going on in heaven right now. There is a tabernacle in heaven, a temple in heaven, and these are taking place, and they will take place forever. And unfortunately for the Christian church, we have just, you know, neglected the teaching and the walking people through this. And so uh, at the very least, if you get anything else, you'll at least get some teaching on this from Victory as you enjoy your day. So, all right, let's uh, go back 40 days. Uh, I was here on the first of Elul, which is one of my favorite times. And you remember it was the beginning of a 40-day period of repentance. It was when Jonah left for 40 days to tell Nineveh to repent. Moses went back up Mount Sinai to get the new set of commandments. He smashed the first ones and this, when he discovered the golden calf. And it was on Elul 1. It was on Elul 1 that Jesus went into the wilderness for 40 days. And then on the Day of Atonement, Moses came down from Sinai with the, with the commandments that he kept. Jesus began his ministry, but Jonah, due to his original disobedience, continued his ministry in Nineveh. So he was not done. But as Yom Kippur arrives, many Jews are focused on what they call teshuva, repenting and returning to reconnect with God with all of our hearts. Really an important concept. But a lot of people are doing nothing. Why? Well, the events of the last few years may have led some folks to have kind of hurt feelings, uh, building up in a relationship with God just because there's been so much unknown and we may have lost someone. I mean, we all long to be close to Jesus, but anger can build up deep inside when we go through times we just don't understand and sometimes we can want to just run away from him entirely and where does that leave us as we arrive at the holiest day of the year well ironically the jews read the book of jonah or yonah if you want to do it right on the day of atonement he is kind of the poster child for people who have hidden hurts towards god 
Jonah runs away from God, rebels against God, but he also is a wonderful example of at least a partial teshuva. He repents and returns and then obeys, but then his heart gets hard again, and then he misunderstands God's grace, and uh, sages give a few reasons why we read Jonah on the Day of Atonement. And they'll read the whole book of Jonah. It's a small book, so I would highly recommend reading Jonah today. The book reminds us of God's infinite mercy. If God could forgive Nineveh, which was the wickedest city, then no one is beyond God's reach. He can forgive us of our many sins. Secondly, the people of Nineveh set an example or model of fasting, deeds, and repentance that should be followed. I mean, when they were told that God was going to destroy them, they even made the animals fast. They stopped their sin. Thirdly, Jonah reminds us that everything is in God's hands. We can't escape God's justice or his providence. He will forgive great sins if only we'll repent and turn to him. Job's story includes all the themes of Psalm 24 as well. The earth is the Lord's and all that it holds, the world and its inhabitants, for he founded it on the ocean. The name Jonah is closely related to a Hebrew word meaning aggrieved. Jonah is the son of Amitah, which means truth. So literally, he is the son of truth and yet refuses to speak the truth to his enemies in Nineveh. He seeks the truth, but not forgiveness. And when finally forced to go, his call or truth is heard loud and clear. In Matthew, when Jesus is asked for a sign by some of the scribes and the Pharisees, he says the sign that's going to be given will be the sign of Jonah the restoration or resurrection after three days. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh would stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and now someone greater than Jonah is here. So we read Jonah as we're experiencing the depths of thirst and hunger so that we place ourselves into his sandals, so to speak. We're all Jonah. The task is too great. It's too daunting. We function day to day, believing that our prayers will lead to certain outcomes. But we have doubts and anger, and we realize that we don't understand how anything works. We read Jonah to be reminded that praying is like Jonah entering the stomach of a fish. It's darkness and unknown that makes us call out to God because we can't solve the problems of life. It's a tough one. The first prayer service of Yom Kippur takes place just prior to sunset. So that'll be tonight. The prayer service is Kol Nidre, which means all vows, V-O-W-S, all vows. Those words are chanted three times as a legal formula to break any vow that's been forced to swear because of persecution. Uh, especially during the me medieval times uh, when they were trying to convert people. Since we all take vows very seriously, this formula was developed to enable them to be absolved of any vows made under duress. So as they're trying to deal with sin, Kol Nidre is, uh, is one of the ways they do that. Now, it's not a free pass. It has no effect on vows or promises that we make and break with other people. They remain valid. And if broken, forgiveness and absolution must be sought from the people affected, not from God. Like, if you sin against a person for the Jews, you can't go to God and say, forgive me. You have to deal with the person before you can deal with God. The Talmud teaches Yom Kippur does not forgive transgressions between a man and his fellow until or unless he seeks forgiveness from him directly. Mm. The Kol Nidra prayer, light is sown for the righteous and for the upright in heart joy. 
All vows and things we've made forbidden on ourselves and oaths sworn and dedicated may come to us at a good time. We regret having made them. May they all be permitted to be forgiven, eradicated, and nullified, and may they not be valid or exist any longer. Our vows shall no longer be vows. Our prohibitions shall no longer be prohibited, and our oaths are no longer oaths. Forgive the entire congregation of the children of Israel and the stranger among them, for the entire people sin unintentionally. Please pardon the sins of this nation in accordance with the greatness of your loving kindness as you forgave this people from when it left Egypt until now. And there it is said, and, and Adonai said, I have pardoned them as you have asked. So that's the cold need prayer. Yom Kippur ends the next evening with what's called the Nila, which is a concluding service, or literally a locking service. It's a metaphorical locking of the heavenly gates at the end of the day, and the sounding of the shofar means you're sealed up and safe. Now, Teshuvah is the other thing we talk about a little bit. It's really done at all times, but especially beginning in Elul during the days of awe, because we're forgiven, we turn and are to show mercy and forgiveness to others. Teshuva, or turning back around to face him, is shown not only by repentance, but also by intentionally finding ways to do good to others. So that's also a part of this day. Repent and then turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out and times of refreshing may come from the Lord. That's Acts chapter 3. Repent, that means your sins are removed. Times of refreshing come. We want to get our way and be refreshed by people or things. If we turn to God, he'll remove the things that are hindering us from being refreshed. He's our bridegroom. When we submit to him, everything changes. Mm. The 10 days of awe, this is the 10th day of awe, basically, are all about focusing on our choices and how they determine our destiny. Leviticus 10 says this, distinguish between holy and unholy, between unclean and clean. Every time we repent, think about this, we're turning around and turning away from a sin that we're committing, so we're changing our destiny by changing our direction. We all make choices, some good, some bad, but we can't choose the consequences of our choices. Those are inherent in the choices. So we're all becoming something and something beyond ourselves. No one is shocked when they harvest tomatoes unless they planted something else. Still, we all hope to escape the fruit of our worst decisions, but the better choice is uh, repent, turn back all the way.